0: I'm Sabrina Petrofessa, and I'm Lily Rugo, and that was take three. (laughs) That's why we
1: sound so scared about who we are.
0: (laughs) It just took us like eight tries to start recording this. (laughs) Recording internationally. Technical difficulties. Um, what are we talking about, Lily?
1: Luke Cage season two, which I'm excited about. I really like the, the Netflix series. Second
0: and final season.
1: Yeah, I am not excited that it's the final season. We're going to get into why it should have gotten a third, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, what? at least they all should have known each season was going to be its last. I feel that was kind of... You can kind of tell that this one was written, hoping for a third. But I feel like if they... I just wanted them to have, like, all of them to have three seasons, and they knew from the get-go, one to three.
0: So we're going to... I mean, also, when we get to Iron Fist, the same thing happens there, where it's, like, clearly mm-hmm. they had no idea they were going to get canceled. Like, mm-hmm. the way that it ended, it was so clear that they had no clue. Mm. It was, like, a shock, you know? Sad. <laughs> yeah. Which, Corbius. I
1: mean, every TV show runs at risk, but it's a bummer.
0: Yeah, but I feel like when... I mean, this is also the same... uh what network? They're not a network company mm-hmm. that canceled sense without telling them that they were gonna cancel sense So they ended the la- the second season like on this huge cliffhanger, and then they were like, "Hey, guess what, guys? You're canceled."
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. yeah, I think,
0: I think on a side note, clearly the Defenders shows were pretty well marketed, but I think Netflix like chooses its shows that it wants to market, and then when people like don't watch those shows they're they're like oh but nobody watched it and what are we supposed to do mm-hmm. it's like well you didn't market it like you have yeah. to market things like yeah anyway we still have not said anything actually about luke cage uh it was a good season i enjoyed it overall yeah, no, i liked this season i just wasn't like feeling it you know Oh, yeah when did this season come out <laughs> i think it was like june last year
1: yes june, tw- june it came out on it hit netflix june 22nd 2018
0: hey so nice. we're basically recording this almost exactly a year after it came out yeah man um yeah i, I mean like again i literally just watched it like i had no I didn't really have a huge interest in watching season two even when it came out which is surprising because you you know you know me right i like watch these shows and all of it like the second it comes out Mm -hmm. because i love it but i don't know i as much as i loved luke cage season one i just felt like there wasn't really anywhere else to go Mm -hmm. And clearly, like, stuff happened in this season. There was somewhere else to go, but um, I don't know. Again, Luke Cage is, like, my third favorite of the Defenders, so Mm -hmm. I feel like that also has, like, a a reasoning. You know, like, Daredevil always has my top spot, then it's Jessica Jones, and then it's Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that probably has something to do with it and why I wasn't so, like, super psyched for it. Mm-hmm. and why I wasn't, like, watching this season going, like, yeah!
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I knew when the first season ended, I knew that, obviously, they had to tie up all the loose ends, so that's why I was expecting season two. And then they introduced a bunch of new stuff that I was not expecting. I, assume it's, mm-hmm. I assumed it was comic canon and or stuff like that, so I thought that was interesting. And the most, the main thing that kept me going this whole season were the actors and the way that they played all of their characters. Um, yeah. So do you have a summary? Or should.
0: Do you. I feel like it's been a really long time since I've done an actual summary.
1: I feel like it's also been a really long time since you've done a summary.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, let's try one right on the spot because I didn't write anything down. <laughs> um, so basically, in this season, Luke Cage calls himself like the defender of Harlem. And he's like, oh, well, like Harlem's under my domain now. Nobody can beat me. And then a Jamaican crew, like a Jamaican gang pops up. And he's like, oh, well, like Harlem is mine. It was my birthright. And then I kept being confused for like, I know this is not part of the summary, but for the first half of the season, I was so confused. Because I was like, why is this random Jamaican guy going, Harlem is mine. Like, what is going on here? I don't understand. <laughs> um, but he comes up, and he's, like, this big defender, and he's like, I want, I, like, I'm going to get Luke Cage. I'm going to, like, destroy him because Harlem is mine. I, I need to be the heart and soul. Like, meh, 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 And then all the while, Mariah's trying to be, like, not an awful human being, but, like, it's impossible for her to not be an awful human being because she's Mariah,
1: Yeah, I think that was what a lot of what the season was dealing with. And that's why it was more character-driven than plot-driven was because it was all of them dealing with their true natures. Luke dealing with his true nature as not only, you know, the the happy superhero, but the anger that comes with having to do a thankless job. Yeah. And um, Bushmaster dealing with, you know being the family trauma, inherited trauma, and vengeance. And then Mariah... I mean, I don't even
0: think it's inherited trauma. It's just straight trauma. He watched his family burn in a house.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then Mariah dealing with hers is inherited family trauma. And also she and is also just a stone-cold person.
0: But also real trauma. Yeah. Because we discover... like it's Inherited trauma is real trauma, but she's got inherited trauma, but she's also got trauma of being oh, by the way, content warning because there is sexual abuse in this one. Not outright, but it happens. Yeah. Mariah got 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 raped by her uncle. Mm-hmm. And which resulted in her daughter, who we meet this season. Was she even mentioned in the first season? I feel like No.
1: Yeah. Okay. I was wondering where she came out of nowhere, but now we know why. Mariah never talked about it. yeah, because
0: they were very, very, very estranged.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, that makes sense. Um, So that's the Mariah of it all. Uh, Luke and Claire are still going strong for the first part of the season, and then they break up, which I was kind of happy about, because you know me, I do not care about those two. I did not want that to happen, and then it did. (laughs)
1: I was devastated on the meantime, on the other side because they were so happy together. And especially yeah. in like, the first season when you saw them together and then all of season one and part of when you saw them in Defenders, it made sense. They were good for each other and I really liked it. And then I was really... It made sense. Their breakup and that final fight I thought was really well done um, because Luke is... I don't want to say he's losing control, but he's losing himself and he's refusing to see it and, and to admit it. And then... Claire realizes that's not who he is, and that's not who she fell in love with. And they break up, and I was really sad. Because yeah. as the season kept going, I, I had no idea if they were going to get it. I hoped that they were going to figure it out, but the deeper Luke got into it, it was like, oh, he's he's past the point of no return. Yeah. Not no return. He, he didn't kill anybody. He's still a good person, but like he's past the point where him and Claire could work it out.
0: Yeah, and then, like, there's also this whole through line with his father because his father never believed that he was innocent um, when he, he went to jail first time. Also said some terrible things to him Also while said some was really terrible things, like basically saying the fact that he was in jail is what killed his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also his father also never owned up
1: to having an affair.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 there's that.
1: That's why Luke never forgave him, is because he, that was literally, he had to clean up his dad's mess the first season, and then his dad is just trying to, like, I'm a good, I'm trying to be a good man now, and Luke's like, I'm not buying it. I I thought
0: that he was dead in the first season. Dead to Luke. Why, but I thought that he was just straight dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when it was like, oh, your father's back, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that was kind of a lot of the second season, where it was kind of like, wait, what? Like, where did these people come from? Mm -hmm. Mm. anyway that was supposed to be a summary but was it I don't know I promise or at least I hope next episode I will try to remember to actually do a summary because I enjoyed doing those Mm-hmm. those were fun those were fun I want oh I can't believe I forgot that I did those this is what happens when we take long extended breaks we forget what we normally do
1: <laughs> we'll get back into it
0: yeah I don't know. Let's just get into. I, I listen. I still. I. I again. I still don't like Luke and Claire, and I have no idea what it is. Like I. I genuinely don't. Again, we're having this is the same conversation from season one. I just don't understand why I don't like them. Hmm. But I just don't. I don't. And I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I. I still wasn't really appreciating or enjoying what I was watching when they were on the screen together. I could appreciate what they were for each other, but I just didn't like it together.
1: Well, we'll move on. Yeah. I want to talk about Bushmaster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was very confused as to where he got his, like, entitlement from for a very long time. I wish that they had explained that earlier.
1: Yeah, you could tell um, that it was some old feud, so that, like, you... They really made you, like, hoped that you could figure it out from context clues for a long time. Um, but, but there I,
0: weren't a lot of context clues. It was, like, little things where someone would call Mariah, like, Mariah Dillard, and she'd be, like, Mariah Stokes. And you're, yeah. like, okay, dude, like, what's the big deal? She changed her name. Like, what? I'm, like... It it was mostly just that, and, like, you can tell there was a strong anger towards the Stokes mm-hmm. and, like, towards Luke Cage, which makes sense, and, like, but it's just, I didn't know where it was coming from. I feel like it took too long for someone to be like, I know our families, like, had their differences. Like, I wish someone had said that, like, way earlier on, you know? What point,
1: which episode is it when you, because there's the flashback episode, which happens way late, and then there's the episode when he finally, when he goes to the club himself, and Luke visits the prison. Which one is that? Do you remember? No. Okay. Anyways, that's when it finally becomes a bit more clear that it's an old family thing. Also, did you, I'm just out of curiosity, you watched with subtitles on, didn't you?
0: Yeah, they um, literally wrote out the accents, and I hated it. I was so confused at that point because
1: I thought the way it was done, it was kind of making fun of the accent. And then it wasn't until I realized that like, if you don't know what a Jamaican accent would sound like, like if you're not watching it at the same time, how they wrote it, it is how it sounds. So if you're never, if you can't hear that accent, that is the closest visual approximation to it. And I was confused, but it made sense
0: so i understand why they did it um but um you know not being someone who's deaf so i understand that like seeing the words and i can hear the words and i can put two and two together but sometimes i would see a word captioned and be like if i couldn't hear him say that and i didn't know this accent i would have no idea what they were saying
1: yeah, that was the other and thing. It was so too much of what captioning sometimes.
0: is, so much of what captioning is, is to make sure that everything, like, is that you can understand clearly what is happening on the screen. So mm-hmm. I almost would have preferred them to have written, like, in a Jamaican accent or something. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how they would have done that, but I just feel like the way that they did it was, like, too much.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Because, you know, like, there are definitely words, like, that, you know, there's slang to them, so y- you would never, you know, you would never write, like, sort of if a character wrote, if a character said sorta, Mm-hmm. you know? But with this one, it was just, like, it took the clarity out for me. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, very jarring because I was hearing it and looking at it and being like this is just like bad Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, there are ways I feel like they could have captioned it without it being so like extra
1: yeah there were a few things that in the captioning itself that reminded me a lot of um, did you read Huck Finn in high school
0: yeah but kind of not really like I skimmed it because at that point I stopped reading books in high school
1: right um but the way jim talked was an approximation of the way white people sounded black white people thought black men sounded in that era but when you're reading it it didn't make any sense you had to say it out loud to get the words that he was saying so it kind Mm -hmm. of reminded me a bit of like this is what a white institution thinks a jamaican accent sounds like written down because it was It was a a visual approximation, but it was also, yeah, it it wasn't 100% clear. There were a few things in there that, like, unless you were watching and listening at the same time, it wasn't, you really didn't actually always catch everything that they were saying. So it was an interesting choice on Netflix's part. Because it would have been worse for them to be, like, I'm gonna, uh, him saying something like, I'm gonna tell you what me finna do or something like that. And saying, like, I'm going to tell you what I'm about to do would have been way worse.
0: Yeah, like, I feel like that's not what I'm mad about. It's, like, I'm not mad that it says, like, me gonna tell you what I'm finna do. Like, that wasn't... It was, like, these... There were, like, weird words that were just, like, overly captioned, you know? Mm -hmm. Or not overly captioned. That's not really a thing. But, like, they were just trying to do it phonetically to a point where it just stopped being Mm -hmm. understandable to me. Yeah. And, and like, if it weren't for the fact that I know that the creative team behind this is, like, totally black and totally, like, uh, culturally aware, then I would be, like, "Mm, a little iffy that that's how they decided to caption this. Okay, but does
1: the creative team who made Luke Cage also in charge of Netflix captioning? I don't think so. I think Netflix has a whole probably different team not, for subtitles and captions.
0: Probably not, but I, I don't know. I mean, we are talking about the same company that when Daredevil came out, a bunch of blind people were like, hey, you have a blind character now, we want to watch him. Mm. But we co- they couldn't because there was no audio captioning. Mm. But after that, Netflix started audio captioning. Right, right, right. I actually once listened to the audio captioning, and it was really weird. Like not, not like weird, weird, but like, it would be like describing the fight sequences. And I was like, oh, what's happening? Like, huh. cause yeah. I was just curious. Cause it, it has to, the audio description has to tell you the important things that are happening that you can't discern from the actual dialogue. Right. Right. Or sound effects. So like, it's like literally what, what Foggy does for Matt. It's like, <laughs> oh, she just bowed. It was so cute, but not with right, like, right. the extra commentary. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Um, yeah. But,
1: so, Bushmaster and questionable subtitles aside, I really liked his character. His actor was so intense, and his whole squad and stuff, I really... I thought Bushmaster was super interesting addition this season. And yeah. It was really interesting to watch the dynamic between Bushmaster Luke and Mariah carry out... <laughs>
0: Sorry, you were like and Mariah Carey out. Mariah Carey. Oh. <laughs> Get it? I was going to say Mariah <laughs> Sorry. I just heard the pun and I couldn't escape it.
1: Oh my god. You missed the little dance. Yeah. I Listeners was getting- at home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but it really was a cool dynamic like seeing the three of them because Luke wants to stop them both and Bushmaster wants to kill Mariah, but Luke doesn't want him to kill Mariah. And like, it's this whole thing and you're just like, what's going
1: on? Um, Right. It was also a little bit like, whose side are you on? Because at the end, we're always supposed to be on Luke's side because he's trying to stop these two horrible people from killing each other because objectively, bad thing. But then as things go on, you're just like, I kind of want Bushmaster to get her I want Bushmaster
0: oh to get Mariah to,
1: yeah to win and the dynamic that they set up between Bushmaster and Luke of just like look I'm going to stop I'm going to kill whoever gets in my way even if it's you and even though I respect you and Luke's like well I just well I just have to stop you you're you're making a mess of Harlem you're killing a bunch of innocent people or loosely affiliated people just to get to her and then meanwhile, Mariah's just out here being stone-cold evil, and again, you're just like, I kind of want Bushmaster to win.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so, while I... While I understand his need for vengeance, for the first half of the season, I was like, Mariah had nothing to do with the fact that her grandmother burned your house down, you know? Like, it was one of those things where I was like, ugh, like, this is like, a sins of the father type thing, where, like, you have to pay for what your, or, I guess sins of the mother, uh, or mm-hmm. you have to pay for what, like, your parents did or grandparents did and whatever, and it's just, like, so tired, where I was, like, ugh, like, he couldn't have had a different motivation, like, it was a good motivation, but it was just, like, I don't care about that, like, I was just, like, just leave her alone, like, Because for the first half of the season, even though she was going about it in sort of iffy ways, she was just trying to like not be a like a crime lord anymore. She just was like, no, like I'm done. Like I just want to be out of it, and she was trying her hardest to get out of it, but it wasn't working. So she had to do it in sketchy ways, and then I was like, all right, fine. And then finally, kind of like all of that kind of ended up being where she was like, you know what? I'm just gonna be a stone cold bitch now, and it like made sense.
1: Mm.
0: like that was my turning point like when she was starting to be like like she's always been a horrible person like I know that
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it was like you know like halfway-ish through... it was like after it was when Bushmaster all... burned down
1: her house yeah that's when she was, snapped like,
0: around then. it was around then and that's when I was like alright now okay Bushmaster like kill her like I don't care anymore but mm-hmm. also if he had never gone after her then she would have never snapped and then it would never have been an issue in the first place
1: Oh, you think? No, I think she had it in her.
0: No, I think she's always had it in her, but I think, like, if she... If he had just kind of, like, let things be and then let her, like, leave the business, then he probably would have been able to just, like, take over Harlem anyway.
1: What? No, I don't... Because then that's where Luke gets involved. He wouldn't have been able to take over Harlem because Luke is Harlem's protector. And also, at the end of the day... All Bushmaster really wanted, and that is the power power play of all of the, the di- Luke Cage dynamic, is that club. And Mariah yeah. was never going to give that up.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I, I guess, I guess she probably would have always. He would have always gone after her. Mm-hmm. True, but I think like if Bushmaster was never really an issue, she probably wouldn't have snapped to the point of, like, going into that restaurant and shooting literally every single person in there. Yep. Yeah. You know, I I think that was the part where I was like, I don't think she would have gone that far.
1: Yeah. So I'm trying to think where, because I want to go in one of two places from that. We can either talk about Mariah's whole arc, but I feel like that's going to take us 40 minutes on its own. Because that was also very interesting. But I also, for some reason, want to talk about Shades.
0: I want to talk about her daughter. I want to go with how I'm upset with her arc, too. I don't remember her name. What's her name? Tilda. Tilda, yes. Um, I didn't like Tilda's arc because I didn't like that she went from being like this holistic doctor and then you sort of, you slowly saw her become her mother Mm. which is like the very last thing that she wanted and I think that was another thing where I was like this is like a tired trope as well like I was kind of hoping it would end with like her still doing what she was doing and helping the community and like not Mm -hmm. not getting caught up in it I was kind of hoping like that's what would happen like she would be able to like step back I know that she killed her mom at the end that of That was it.
1: necessary.
0: But yeah, that's what I am like, that was necessary. Like, I wish that she was able to go in there. I still think it, I think it's very strange when adults kiss their parents on the lips.
1: Yeah, that's when you knew something was up. Because that was weird. I mean... That was straight up weird.
0: Yeah. I'm, like, there's just a certain age where I feel like you have to stop doing that. Um, but, anyway, like, the she whatever so she she kills her mom and then you see her slowly like spiraling and you're like oh no like what's happening and she's like um they're at the like Mariah's like reading of the will or whatever mm-hmm. i don't know what that's called legally yeah. and she leaves Luke the club and it goes to Tilda and Tilda's like visibly angry
1: yeah she walks out thought
0: yeah because she thought that she was gonna get the club and Mm -hmm. you and i'm just like i was so bored i was like i'm bored of this like i understand that they probably wanted to keep this character around but i kind of saw her as becoming a pseudo replacement for claire not like a replacement replacement but like Someone also to have around for medical assistance. Oh, yeah. Like, because at that point, Claire was gone. Like, where was she? I don't know. With her mom, I guess. Yeah, she went to Cuba. Yeah. And, but like, you get this new character. She's a doctor. She also knows holistic medicine, which came in handy with Bushmaster and all of that stuff. And you're like, okay, cool. Great. And then, and then like, she just becomes evil instead.
1: I don't think she's gone full evil yet. I think that was what they were building up to in season three. Um, because the whole point time, she's thinks she's only half Stokes, half Dillard. She's like leaning into the Dillard, the like doctor side, so on and so forth. And then she finds so the trope I got tired with, with was the whole like you are what your family makes you. Like, blood de- mm-hmm. defines your character at the end. So when she's at um, Cottonmouth's grave and she's talking to him, she's like, I realize now that I'm a Stokes, so on and so forth. And I was like, "Ah, oh, you don't have to lean into it. Like, you yeah. could be more than your family. And she's trying, and the way she's trying to fix the errors of her family is by killing her mother. And I was like, all right, you did a public service. Thank you. And then, for me, I was a little... I was sad to see how angry she got at not getting left the club because obviously then that was her coming into her own birthright and stuff like that. But I was interested enough in that dynamic that they were trying to set up for season three of just like, okay, what's, Tilda, like, what's Tilda's very predictable arc going to look like?
0: Yeah, and I think you know? that's where I was like, eh, like, I don't want that. Like I don't care for it.
1: Yeah. And then, the, so the flip side of that is I'm really unhappy that Luke now has, is now the, um. he's not the crime boss, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not happy that he's the owner of the club and that he's turning into Stokes Adjacent. That's what Mariah Mariah won.
0: Well, I feel like what I don't like about it is that So much of Luke Cage is that he was like a man of the people, like he was on the streets, he knew the people around him, like he was set up outside of Pops or inside of Pops for a reason, like he wanted to help the community and protect it, and then when you see him up top from the like balcony of the club, you're just like, oh god, like he's become the opposite of what he should be as, like, the character we kind of grew to love. And I think it's an interesting dynamic. Like, what we were gonna get if Season 3 happened was gonna be an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Just because I think it would be, like... I think it would be similar... We haven't gotten to Daredevil Season 3 yet, but, like, I think it would be similar to that in the sense that, like, he would kind of go back to his basics.
1: Yeah, he would I have to like get... That's
0: what his season three would be
1: yeah i think i um, the same that um tilda was going to do something to upset like upset what luke has been building so then he would get humbled mm-hmm. and start back at zero and i so i was interested to see that and just that arc because i trust the actors and i trust this cast even if the arc itself is predictable i'd be i would be i would have watched and then i really I like he really
0: is a crime boss i i i would he say inherited all boss. of that I mean like Because you were like not really a crime no, I think he's a crime boss because he's literally in charge of the crime to stay out of Harlem.
1: Yeah, yeah. The only thing I was thinking of if he wasn't a crime boss is that he's not a dealer. Like he's not doing the same things that um that the Stokes were running in, but he is a crime boss in that like he's protecting Harlem by engaging with the other uh I was going to say, crime Lords, bosses. like crime lords, bosses around New York. Oh, yes. other thing. That's when I knew we lost Mariah. When she started dealing drugs in Harlem. When she, started, when she made that oh, deal yeah. with the Chinese dealer. And I was like, okay, Mariah's gone. We, yeah. we lost her. We're jumping all over the place. Um, let's talk about Misty.
0: Oh, yes, let's talk about Misty. Let's talk about the only part of the season that I loved.
1: Oh my God! okay, let's go.
0: I just love Misty so much. I loved her whole arc. I love that she got to be angry. I love that she went back to work. I just loved it. I loved that she was refusing Danny's help at first, but then she finally got her awesome robotic arm. I was so happy I just I just really liked Misty
1: I really liked her arc this season because she was dealing with being the partner of the dirty cop Mm-hmm and her she's like full of nothing but integrity and then she found out her partner is the complete opposite he's the kind of he was terrible and now everyone everyone is going between um everyone's going between judging her and pitying her because she lost a part of her arm and also not trusting her because and thinking that she's not good at her job because she picked she never picked up her partner was terrible um
0: wait can we As much as I love Missy, can we talk about how petty that other lady cop was?
1: Nandi, yeah, that was ridiculous. She was
0: so petty. Like, listen, I know that I still hold, like, some grudges from high school. But those are, like, the grudges I hold are, like, things that people have actually wronged me for. And, like, (laughs) her grudge was, like, oh, I got hurt, and then she replaced me on the basketball team. I was like, did Misty hurt you? Like, no. Like, you had an accident, got hurt, and then Misty took your spot because you could not play anymore. Like, that was how petty her grudge was.
1: You were all adult women. You're NYPD officers in a very volatile, like, currently volatile neighborhood. You need to all move on. And so then when she ended up, like, turning... I was not surprised. No,
0: because she was like, throughout well, the turning, whole turn, season, yeah. she literally was like, but, uh, like, you stole my spot on the basketball team. You stole my spot on the basketball team. You st-. And at first you're like, LOL, it's like cute banter because they know each other from way back. And the more she said it, the more I was like, mm. are you serious?
1: Yeah, I- and the more Misty had to be like, I earned it
0: yeah and then when they were in the interrogation room and she brought it up again again like i cannot believe i was like you're literally getting arrested right now for leaking information to bushmaster about mariah Mm -hmm. and you're like but you stole my spot on the basketball team I don't. Get, I just don't. I don't. I don't get being.
1: You're a, really stuck on this.
0: Well, because when it happened, I was like, "You've got to be effing kidding me!" Like, this is yeah, your it motivation. Was, it was a ridiculous. This is your motivation. You're that petty. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was. I was really stuck on this because it's like, like I just cannot imagine being like near 30 years old and being like, you know, well, you know, well, like you. Like, I was a drama kid. I wasn't a sports kid, but I, I would have. that. I feel like it'd be right. similar to me being like, well, you know, I didn't get cast in the play and you got the lead part, so I'm still mad at you. But it's like, what's. Yeah. It's not her fault that she got the part and I didn't. It's yeah. the director's fault, but that's another story. <laughs> Thought that'd be a funny right. joke.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. Speaking of Misty and not petty, terrible people, we got a small taste of what. A daughters of the dragon spinoff would look like misty and colleen yeah. at that bar was amazing i'm really glad colleen showed up i was so happy when she showed up and was hanging out with misty it was amazing what? and then so if anyone who doesn't know i found this one out on wikipedia in comics lore canon thing mm-hmm. colleen and misty become start their own pi detective agency called daughters of the dragon so i think that one bar scene was that little call out to that hopefully i doubt we'll see more of that i was waiting it was really cool and i really appreciated it i was
0: waiting all season for her to be like screw it i quit like and to stick to it like i know that she like Mm -hmm. she was retired Mm -hmm. at the first part because of her injury and then injury slash total loss of arm um Mm -hmm. and then when she quits again but like no one knew that she quits she went back but like i just kind of expected her to like once and for all be like I'm done and then join the Mm -hmm. private eye business. Because Mm -hmm. the whole season it was like she was working with Luke and the department didn't like that she was working with Luke and it was this whole thing and it was like she wanted to do justice her own way but like also not the illegal way but also for a second almost the illegal way. Um, Mm -hmm. It was like this whole thing. So I was like, oh, they're building up to it. I, I could see it. I could see that she was like ready to quit. And then she finally Mm -hmm. quits, and I was like, perfect. And then she gets sucked back into the NYPD, and I was like, are you kidding me? So that was the only, like, disappointing part of her her story arc, is that I I kind of was hoping for that. I was waiting that, like, in the last episode, Mm -hmm. it would be her, like, signing the papers to, like, become a private investigator, Mm -hmm. like, that kind of thing. So I was waiting for that, and then it didn't happen.
1: yeah, I was I was also going back and forth on when she, whether or not she would officially quit um the NYPD because of you know, they're not they're not as effective, but then I think again they were setting up for season 3 is they wanted her they wanted a main character to juxtapose Luke on so the law and the lawless side and she had to stay in the NYPD for that. <laughs> so, I think in my headcanon she would have quit season midway through season three
0: yeah i get i guess because
1: she was ready she was ready to walk but they needed her character they needed someone and then in in the police and it was going to be misty
0: yeah
1: and she's very good at her job
0: misty is very good at her job but she just doesn't like the bureaucracy of it Mm -hmm. which is why she wasn't really like jumping to be the captain or whatever position that she was being offered at the end you know Mm-hmm. She was like, no, like right. I want to yeah. be a detective. Like I like being a detective. This is where I feel like I should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, And that's really, I don't know. Like I just really like, I liked. I feel like the only times I was like, yes, during this show or during this season was when Misty was on. Because it was like, I just was enjoying. <laughs> I was just enjoying her like her journey, mm-hmm. like her journey yeah. dealing with her the loss of her partner, her journey dealing with. The loss of her arm, her journey dealing with dealing with the new arm, like, mm-hmm. and also, like, watching this spiral with Luke, like, I just was enjoying watching it.
1: Yeah, I really like Misty and Luke's dynamic together. I'm glad that they had the initial hookup, the first episode, and I'm so glad nothing ever progressed beyond that, because they have a very good relationship as they are. I do
0: have to say, though, if there was no follow-through with that, what was the point? <laughs> Like, like I get that yeah, like I have one no idea. night stands happen was... and like it's not a big deal. But when it, I don't know, I just was like a little shocked that there was no follow through. They had these two characters meet each other, sleep with each other, and then they were like, "No, we're good. We don't want anything after that." Which I guess is like,
1: yeah,
0: also a healthy thing to show.
1: They also showed it a little bit in um, much in they kind of not I don't want to say explained it, but in season one, whenever they had the like. Their ideologies started splitting. Luke says, "At one point, like, sorry, it ended up like this, and so like that killed any tension that they might have had." And I'm like, "I'm okay with yeah. that." Yeah,
0: they did bring it back up in this season, though. I feel like they were like, I think they said something about they, yeah, mentioned, they it. mentioned it about how they like slept together in the first season, which was kind of interesting. Was yeah, like a it way. was
1: something about how like he knew something about her apartment or something like that. Oh yeah, it was funny.
0: And then part of you gets like really like, wait, what? Like you forget because it happened so long ago <laughs> and it happened like it was so long ago and it was so fast yeah. and it's like okay it's very interesting i don't know i yeah yeah i don't really have anything else to say i feel like i've said everything i need to say about luke cage but i know you want to get into mariah more so. yeah
1: of course i want to get into Mariah. her arc was so good and i was also gonna like pivot from misty one of my favorite shots that that actress and whoever was the director, whatever, whoever was involved, they did a very good job, is during my other favorite scene arc thing, is when she's interrogating interrogating Shades, when he is giving his full, I'm spilling it all because I'm not going to get arrested confession. Mm-hmm. And he's so casual about it. He's like, yeah, I killed this person. And wasn't that one a friend of yours? And weren't you supposed to protect her? And he was just saying all this horrible stuff. And you just see Missy stone-faced. And then he's like, hey, I need... He finally gets rattled. He's like, I need some water. And she leaves. And it's a... I think it was a one-shot. But she goes out the door. She goes to the thing. And then she takes a moment to just break down for just a quick second in the break room. And then you see her, like, pulling her, like, in this one, like, two-minute loop. You see her pull it back, get get herself back together. And by the time she enters the interrogation room, she's back to stone cold. Mm -hmm. And she asks him the next question about like her, her, her boss that uh, shades shot. It was so good. I love that scene. It was so
0: good. Can we also talk about the brilliance of the fact that when his lawyer leaves and like, they go back and they're like, Oh, it's like the last episode. And, and then like, she arrests Mm -hmm. him and he's like, Hey, I got immunity. And she's like, well, this is what happens when you don't have a lawyer. Because Mariah died before she was, mm-hmm. like, indicted. Now you get to get arrested. I yeah. loved which that. Yeah, I, which
1: I was glad. I was... One, I was glad that they brought that lawyer back. She was... Like, that was a good callback to the first season. Two, I'm um, glad that happened. Like, Shades was getting off too Scotch Free, and I was kept waiting. Like, who is going to kill Shades? Who is going to... Do it. who's going to earn it? I thought it was going to be Mariah for the longest Mm -hmm. time. And then I was like, okay, Shades getting arrested is equally good. But also, yeah, I got weirdly invested in Shades this season. Well, I... Like, he was always an interesting side character. And then as things got more and more... As things got... He got more and more powerful in the seasons. And I was like, what? I'm actually... In really interested in what your character is gonna do and how you're gonna act. Well, what
0: I appreciated from Shades is that he was the kind of the traditionalist of it, where he was like he understood the rules. and He knew that there was like yeah. lines you don't cross. And the, yeah,
1: him and Cottonmouth both. Yeah,
0: and he knew that like what you don't cross is like killing innocent people, or like you know snitches get stitches. Like there's all. All that stuff, you know, like he had his code. Code. Like he was he he's like lawful evil. You know? Yeah. That's like he had his code, he stuck to his code. He was still evil though. And Mariah Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. very much chaotic evil. Or she was like, anyone in my path I will murder. Yeah. So like that's Oh my god! And is bushmaster neutral evil? Sure. I think we've got one of each. Sorry, this is like a D and D thing. <laughs> I don't really play D and D that oh. much, but like it's like character alignments.
1: I always wondered where that grid came. It comes from. from. It comes I from saw Dungeons and Internet.
0: Dragons. Like that's how people create their characters. It's like they, they, they pick an alignment.
1: More you know. Yeah.
0: So I think there's actually like a an evil character in there for each like.
1: All of the. Yeah.
0: Ticks all the boxes. I've got a sense. chaotic, a neutral, and a true. Yeah. You know, like a true.
1: Yeah. The other thing, uh, about... I was trying to figure out how to. But, anyways, the other thing about Shades that always really threw me and I never really liked was his relationship with Mariah. Yeah. I never liked that because it was all. But it was also weirdly interesting because I you never. It
0: never made sense to For me. the longest
1: time. It never made sense. And also for the longest time, he was like this can't be real. What They they don't have real feelings. They're manipulating each other. And then in that very end, the last time he sees her in prison, you're just like, oh, wait, you guys actually cared about each other the whole time? Oh, did
0: she care about it? Because like, I feel like that wasn't true.
1: Yeah, I don't think he she did, did. though. But, like, he did, and I was just like, oh. Or I don't remember what point it was in the season, but when you realize that Mariah held all of the emotional investment in their relationship, that was also interesting. Because naturally you would think it would be shades and it wasn't he was actually really invested in this woman i was like oh man yeah this is fascinating i feel like
0: i knew early on because he had that like friend who was like why why are we listening like you are so far up her ass like why?" yeah so i kind of you you, i mean i think everyone picks up on it like earlier on like in the beginning of the season um Mm mm-hmm but I guess, like, you don't realize what ex- to what extent that is until a little bit later, and it's mm-hmm. still just insane. You're like, yeah. oh, my God, like, what is happening here? It's kind of crazy. But I also, like, I don't know what it... Again, I don't know what it is about this season. I'm just so, like, blah, blase about it. I'm like, meh, meh, meh. Mm. I think Shades is an interesting character. I like that he was, like, the, the one person who was kind of sticking to the old rules because that's like the thing that I like about like Mm -hmm. crime bosses like shows and movies and stuff like I I like seeing that dynamic where they have their own set of rules that they very strictly follow Mm -hmm. but they like also it's like a it's an interesting dynamic to watch in a person where they're, they're like this is absolutely the way it has to be but also, like, let's kill some people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's just, I thought, again, I because the show or the season was so character-driven for me, I was so impressed by all of the actors because Shades' actor is so good at being that, like, greasy oil spot of a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> he was so smooth and so, obviously, shady. I was like, man, you're really good at your job or you're really good at this character because I never expected to get this invested in him.
0: I also forgot, I forgot that he was at the same jail as Luke when he was Carl. Yeah. I forgot about that, but yeah.
1: Him and Comanche. I didn't realize that they were both, um... I don't know.
0: What, I don't... In
1: that season, briefly.
0: Yeah. I don't remember it, but, um, I feel like there was something... You know what? I sort of... I know that this was, like, a really heartless moment, but you know what I really liked that happened with Mariah hmm. like when she was confessing to Tilda about being raped by her uncle. Mm-hmm. I I kind of liked that it ended with her going, I thought I could love you, but I can't. Like I I kind of liked that. Really. Um. Like so, so I feel like there's always like th- these like stories where this happens and like like a rape happens and then a child happens and it's like even though that happened like i love you like you're my everything and men and men like i wish that never happened to me but i am like glad i have you so i kind of like that there was like a flip to it where it was like
1: she was honest she was stone cold honest
0: she was honest she was she was very honest and like i liked that tilda was like you're a monster in that moment too like that is the accurate reaction to have there because you want your parents to love you Mm-hmm. but i i liked You're i right. liked that she was like i don't love you
1: that makes sense yeah
0: like i thought it was i thought it was an interesting choice to say like i don't love you and it kind of hits me a little weird as well because like this is a monstrous woman and she is monstrous and cannot like feel love for her child but i feel like it's also been expressed that she cannot feel love for anything else so it doesn't like it's done in a way that like it doesn't immediately make you think she's monstrous because she cannot be a mother, you know? That makes sense. It's, like, there are
1: sympathetic points to Mariah's backstory upbringing in life, obviously, as as a, a survivor, and then also just a survivor of her home life. Like, obviously, that environment is terrible for children to be around. Like, that's how Cottonmouth and Mariah came about as they were. So I thought it was interesting that they were able to create someone who is objectively stone-cold monster but you're still like but I, I know why like yeah it's it's your your actions are your fault but how you were raised was not yeah so i see i see what yeah. you mean and yeah i'd agree i agree it was an interesting uh, yeah. choice and i think both their reactions were completely honest because that yeah that sucks to hear from your mom
0: yeah like i would never want to hear that from my mom i would never want my mom to be like i don't love you like sorry like that that I never could. Yeah, I never could love you. But, like, it's kind of one of those things where, like, again, this is not a character that I look up to or want to, like, emulate or anything. But I like that there's a character on television that, like, doesn't have that maternal instinct, you know? I don't know. I like like, Because, well, no, so here's, like, this, where I'm coming from is that, like, I'm not someone who wants to have children, you know? like I don't feel maternal so I kind of like that there's this character who even though she has like a child like she still doesn't have that maternal instinct like just like having a child in your life does not make you maternal
1: oh that makes sense I, yeah
0: like i know that you're kind of like not following just, me for a bit of this but like there like it's just like an in like no
1: the more you explain it the more it makes sense
0: yeah She's just she's just not maternal, and just because she has a child doesn't make her maternal. And I think that's true for a lot of people. And she even says it. She was like, I wasn't allowed to have an abortion. Like, I would have had an abortion because mm-hmm. she's... Like, first of all, she wasn't ready. I think she was like a teenager when it happened, right?
1: Yeah, she was pretty young. Or at least like about to go to college from... or something
0: like that. And then like, she's not a maternal person. Like, she's just not. So I, I totally understand, like where her character is coming coming from, and I like that she truly is not a maternal person, and even though she had a baby, she's still not maternal. I liked that.
1: That's fair. I think what's catching me, like, the one, I, and I do agree, I think you're right, it is nice to finally see a... a I don't want to call her the, ulti- like the matriarch figure, but, like, the matriarch figure without a maternal instinct. Yeah. But what's also getting me is that, like, Mariah has no caring instinct like she's not even it's not just that she has no maternal instinct it's just she doesn't
0: care. yeah
1: <laughs> she's stone yeah. cold and i think that's what's getting me it's it's not just that she doesn't care about her daughters it's that she doesn't care about anyone okay yeah and it's fascinating to watch in her own right in her own development well then
0: i then I, it's like even better that that scene happens because it's not like she's like, oh, I don't like anyone except you. You know? Like, it's consistent. Right. Yeah. At the very least, it's
1: yeah. consistent. <laughs> yeah. Man, not gonna lie. I, as everyone knows, I can't handle violence. And I I will skip some stuff throughout Daredevil. But I did watch the uh, Mariah's gang attacking the Jamaican diner. Ooh. And that one was minimal violence, but
0: all emotional Heartlessness that that scene was tough to watch, yeah, which is like really impressive on like a cinematog, cine- cinematic, that's what I mean, a cinematic way, you know, especially like the the poor uncle, Anansi, Anan, Anansi?
1: Anansi, yeah, um, his, yeah, Bushmaster's uncle, who was a good man, he was a good, honest man, um, he didn't deserve and to he die, he didn't deserve that death, I think, obviously. He didn't deserve to die. And especially not like being that.
0: Being burned and alive? That was a
1: very that was very graphic, but they did it enough that like you couldn't like cinematically and like special effects, they did it enough that it wasn't gratuitous and you couldn't look away, if that makes sense. I
0: did like that it it was a little realistic in the sense that like people don't like immediately die from being burned alive.
1: Yeah. So you kind of, especially s- not with, with rum as the accelerant.
0: Yeah, and you could see it in like Mariah and Shade's eyes, where it was like, "Oh, this is still happening," which is why Mariah shoots him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, like it's just kind of a, a like a, it was a crazy scene. It was really, really a crazy scene.
1: It was realistic, and yeah. it was so hard to watch. But that's what made it so good. Mm-hmm. That was brutal. Yeah.
0: I, I'm I'm doing a hard pivot right now. Yeah, can I was gonna say, about, I was gonna wrap up. Can we just? very quickly talk about Danny. (laughs) Yes. He, like, pops up out of nowhere. There's Danny Rand coming to save the day. I am happy that he only had one episode. Like, Mm -hmm. he just shows up and then he leaves. I was really glad that it was only the one episode. But I Mm -hmm. literally told you this before, and I have to reiterate it again. I cannot believe that he walked into Pop's shop and took off his shoes.
1: Guys, that's not a thing. I know... If you've seen any part of Asian Twitter, Asian Twitter drags white people for never taking their shoes off in the house, but that's that that's not it either fam. That's not it. It's the house in the states at least, take your shoes off in the house, not a business.
0: Listen, <laughs> I like literally I have so I have been traveling Asia. I do take off my shoes in an obscene amount of places. I have to take them off all the time. When I go to the coffee shop, I take off my shoes. When I go to work, I take off my shoes. When I go to get a massage, I take off my shoes. But I live in Thailand.
1: That's in Asia. Like
0: I live in Thailand. (laughs) That you do those things
1: in Asia, and then you do a separate set of things in the U.S. Danny did neither. He was just stupid. And he's been
0: in the U.S. long enough that he didn't need like he knows that. Like he has to know that.
1: It was such a weird little touch that they put in that, like, I'd like to think of it as like the the filmmakers making fun of this white boy because it was so weird. I really so hope weird. it was.
0: It was. It was such a and weird you, thing to
1: spend time on.
0: But it was also kind of like you knew that it was Danny because he was like you didn't see his face yet. You just saw like someone towing off their shoes and then walking in, <laughs> and you're like, oh god, this is Danny Rand, isn't it? Like you kind of knew. Yeah, and I My and god. I did like I did like that it was like Claire who sent him. Yeah.
1: I do like the little threads that, especially after the the special like Defender show, yeah. the the threads tying the shows together is getting stronger. So I did yeah. like that. They
0: did talk about um, because Matt Foggy a few got times. mentioned. Foggy was in the show. What do you mean mentioned? I thought he was in
1: the show. I couldn't remember. He popped up. Remember the, kind of the weird guy,
0: or like there was someone who started who sued him, and so he called Foggy. Yeah. Okay. Thank you.
1: The, the, some of the Defenders and some of the cameos are p- blurring together, so I was kind of confused. Like, Karen got mentioned, but I was like, was she in it? No. So, yeah, Foggy yeah. showed up and was mentioned, so I'm glad about that. Uh, Wilson Fisk's lawyer being the big bad lawyer. Yeah. Isn't that Mariah's lawyer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the big bad lawyer. So we've got Foggy and the the big bad. It was funny.
0: Um, I- Matt got
1: mentioned by... So I appreciated that. I
0: liked when Matt got mentioned and Claire was like, you're more like Matt than you think. And I was like, as the season went on, I was like, mm-hmm. true though. Yeah. Like you could see it. Like you could see how yeah. they were very much connected. Like they have very similar mentalities. Hmm. So I kind of like, I yeah. kind of was like, yeah, I see it. I see it, man. And like, I did like that breakup. Like, I mean, I didn't, I I I liked the breakup, but, like, I mean, I liked the scene of the breakup. I liked the way it went about, where she was just like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this violence anymore. If you're Mm going to keep being violent like this, I'm out. And, like, Mm -hmm. she followed through. So I kind of liked that.
1: Yeah. I mean, Claire has always, if nothing, and she's been everything, she's always stood by her word and her intentions.
0: Which has been great.
1: So it was nice.
0: Okay. I think I'm officially done with what I want to say about Luke Cage.
1: Uh, For the most part, just the characters and the cast really make this season. The writing, it's not like the writing was bad or the plot was bad, but what really, really sells it. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely was, like, loving the characters and definitely loving the acting. And I think that, I I genuinely think that Luke Cage is a very well-written and well-executed show. I just think it's not meant Mm -hmm. for me. And if it had a season three, I would definitely watch it. I just don't think, like... I'm not the person who's meant to be, like, hyped for it, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's just where I where yeah. I land on it. Like, I think it's a good show, I like the show, I just, I don't get hyped the same way that, like, someone that this show is, like, probably written for would. And that's all. Okay, so, I think that's pretty much it, right? I'm trying to, Yeah. Okay. Uh, I recommend. I, re- I, rec- yeah. I do recommend Luke Cage. I think everyone should watch Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but next week, we're going off the beaten path a little bit. You're going to get me and Lily kind of unhinged talking about whatever we want to talk about because <laughs> next week <laughs> will be our anniversary
1: episode. Y'all, we did it a year. We did I know. We've done
0: this for a year. We've taken a few yeah. long breaks, but I think yeah we've pretty consistently been updating for about a year now, and our anniversary's coming up, and so we're going to do a special episode where the topic is unknown as of yet, but I'm sure it'll come to us. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably going to be Tony. <laughs> Knowing us, it's going to be a lot of Tony. It's going to be a lot of Tony. It, it probably is. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But... After that, we're going to get back to, you know, normal episodes and we're going to be on Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I'm kind of excited about because I like Wasp way better than I like Ant-Man.
1: That movie's fun. It's, it's going to, I don't want to say it's going to change your mind, but it's going to finally elevate Ant-Man. Yeah. He really needed Wasp. Yeah. It's so
0: good. Yeah. Definitely what was missing from the first movie. Even though the same character is there, but she was missing the suit. She needed the suit. She needed to do something. Yeah she definitely needed to do something i also liked the uh, you you know we're gonna get into it when we get to the episode so tune in Mm. tune in guys we will we will (laughs) be updating hot takes yes and um with that we will be with you till the end of the line you can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. You can follow the podcast at EMFangirls. You can send us an email at emfangirls at gmail.com. You can go to our website, ertsmyAcefangirls.com. And please, 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 please review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, tell people about us if you like listening to us. Please, 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 please. please. We're begging you.
1: Yeah, please. Yeah. And you, thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song, Wonderland. And thanks to us for editing and producing internationally. It's been a hell
0: of a time today. Yeah, it
1: has. All right, turn on your AC.
0: We'll